0: Welcome to the Emmanuel Church podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at My Emmanuel Church. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Hi, I'm John Garcia, and I'm excited to be here. Bringing the message this Sunday. I'm just going to get right into it. In 1994, there was a well-known movie that was released. You may have heard of it before. Disney's The Lion King. In it, you have the main character, Simba. His father, Mufasa, who passes away early on in the film. You have uh, Timon, the meerkat Pumbaa the hog, I could go on, Uh, the old baboon, Rafiki. And after Simba's, and they're lions, of course Simba's a lion, the lion king, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure most people have. Uh, After Simba's father, Mufasa, passes away, Simba runs away off into the wilderness. He hangs out with the, the meerkat and the hog. He grows up with them. And sometime along the way, he runs into that old baboon, Rafiki. And Rafiki tells him that his father is still alive. He tells him, I'll show you, follow me. And the baboon takes off and Simba's running after him and they come to a pool of water. and The old baboon tells Simba to look into the water and Simba does, he's staring into the water And Simba says, That's not my father. That's just my reflection. And Rafiki tells him, No, look harder. Exactly like that. That's my best impression that I can do. And so Simba stares into the water a little bit harder. And he sees the image of his father. And the old baboon Rafiki tells him, You see, he lives in you. Today, We're going to be talking about reflecting Jesus, how we can be more like Jesus. See, that story that I just told, It. the idea behind it is that Simba was a reflection of his father. His father's life continues on in him. And in that same way, if we were to look into a pool of water, kind of metaphorically speaking, would we be able to see the reflection of Jesus? Do we uh, live out the same principles that Jesus lived? Um, When we're talking about reflecting Jesus, we have to understand that it's, it's not necessarily something that we do all on our own. It's something that God, it's a process, this process of us, Reflecting Jesus is something that God initiates and facilitates. In Romans 8.29, uh, 8, it says that God conforms us into the image of His Son. God is the one who is is transforming us to be more like Jesus so that we can reflect Him. And one interesting thing to think about is that Jesus, as the Son of God is the reflection of the Father. And we are trying to, we want to reflect Jesus. So in a sense, we are also reflecting the Father. And all of this reflecting, this reflection, it's about truly becoming a child of God, being the true reflection of the Father and of the Son, reflecting their glory And their goodness, it's about truly becoming a part of the family of God. We're going to be reading today from John 14, verses 12 through 20. Here Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and it reads, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot... Accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live on that day. You will realize that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. So out of this verse, I want to take a look at how we can reflect Jesus. What is required of us to reflect Jesus? And I'm just going to start off with that first verse, verse 12, where Jesus says, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. If we want to reflect Jesus, we Uh, That means we want to live as he did, to do the things that he did. We want to do the works that he did. So in order for us to be able to do that, that verse tells us what we need to do. If we want to reflect Jesus, then we need to believe in Jesus. That sounds obvious enough, right? If if we want to reflect in Jesus, yeah, we have to believe in him. But I think it goes a, a little bit deeper that. We have to know who he really is. We have to truly trust in him and cling to his words and the promises that he makes to us. So when we say uh, we need to believe in him, what is it that we need to believe about Jesus? There's something called the Nicene Creed. It was uh, a statement that was created at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD there was some theological debates that were going on at the time and the some church leaders got together and created this statement to address those issues and I think this statement that they made and this is just a part of it that I'm going to say it is a gives us a good idea of what we are supposed to believe about Jesus and it says I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the only begotten, begotten of the Father before all ages, light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not made, of one essence with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, And became man. And he was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. And he suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven. And sits at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. There's a lot there that could be unpacked there's so much theology in that statement but some of the things we can pull off pull out of there right away is that Jesus is the son of God You're plain and simple he is the Son of God he was crucified for us he rose again by the power of God he was given authority by God if you remember that one part where I said he sits at the right hand of the father that that's what that means he's God the father's right hand man he uh, sits above all, all all other authority, all power has been given to Him, and He will return again. That is His promise to us. Now, these are some of the things that we need to believe about Jesus. When He says, believe in Me, and you will do the works that I have been doing. If we really grasp on to these truths, and we cherish them in our hearts, And we live by these things. We believe in them. I think that we will take more seriously Jesus' words and the way that he lived. And we will truly begin to reflect Jesus. And in our reflecting Jesus, we're not on our own in this endeavor in this pursuit if we look at verses 15 and 16 it says if you love me keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to what? to help you and to be with you forever that's the spirit of truth here Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and looking at these two verses verse 15 and 16 they go together they go hand in hand because the first verse it says keep my commands and the next verse it says and i will give you another helper someone that will be with you forever to help you so to help us follow the commands of jesus to live like jesus to reflect him God the Father gives us that helper, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit will guide us in how we should live. It will lead us to be more like Jesus. And it's our choice whether or not we will follow that leading, that prompting of the Holy Spirit. You may have read it in the Bible or heard from somebody that's saying, live by the Spirit, not by the flesh. You have that choice. Either you will live by what the Spirit is leading you to do, or you will live by your own sinful desires that come from our flesh. Romans 8, 6, 8 says this, or uh, 6 and 7, the verses, excuse me. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So like I said, there's that choice there. You can be governed, your mind can be governed by the flesh, which leads to death, or it can be governed by the spirit, which will conform us into the image of Christ so that we can reflect Christ and it will lead us into life and into peace. Now, John 14, 15, that verse that says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. That, that is a verse that is very close to my heart. It is a verse that the Lord used to speak to my life, to, to guide, to guide me. In my life, Um, there was a point in my life, in my early 20s, when I was kind of lost, not really knowing what to do, just feeling confused, lonely, lacking direction. And during that time, I turned to the only thing that I knew to turn to, and that was God. And there was a period of time where I just was praying. I was praying hardcore. I was praying more than I ever had before, and there were so many times where I felt like, God, He was not hearing me. He was not answering me, and it went on like that for months, but I still kept pressing forward. And then one day, when I was in a church service, uh, during the preaching, someone was preaching. I don't know who was preaching, but I started falling asleep. Which I don't recommend. If you're in church, you shouldn't do that. I understand it happens sometimes, uh, but you know, don't fall asleep in church. Don't fall asleep right now. Um, but anyways, as I was falling asleep, uh, I saw the name John and the numbers 14, 15. Maybe you could call it a vision. I don't want to, you know, put any labels on it, but. And I wasn't like, you know, knocked out dead asleep. I was just dozing off, you know, how you do sometimes. Where your eyes start closing and then you jerk back awake. And as soon as I awoke, uh, there was a Bible that was next to me and I reached out to it. And I looked up that verse, John fourteen fifteen, And there it was, the one that we've been talking about um, that says, If you love me, keep my commands and at that time, I took that verse to mean that to me, the Spirit spoke to me through that verse that I was to go to ministry school. And so three days later, I had all my stuff packed up, moved from Houston to San Antonio to start ministry school. And so and during that time that I was in school, the Lord really changed my life transforming. I would say I became more like Christ. It's still something I'm working on, but that was an important time period in that process. And so what I would say is that the Spirit led me through that verse to go to ministry school and through that I became more like Christ. So what I'm saying is that the Spirit will lead us to do things or to live a certain way and that will uh, help us to become more like Christ. And when we're led by the Spirit, we need to uh, be obedient. We need to submit if we want to reflect Jesus. And something else that the Spirit helps us to do Right, because Jesus, the Son of God, he's not here on earth at the present time. So, you know, what is it? But we have the Spirit, and this Spirit allows us to connect with Jesus and with the Father. If we look at verse 20, it says, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. There's a lot of, uh, that can sound a little bit confusing. It's just like, I'm in you, you're in me, and this, so forth. But what it's talking about is, there is relationship there. It's talking about, there is intimacy there. There is unity there. It's saying that through the Spirit, my Jesus was saying, through the Spirit, my disciples are connected to me, as the Son of God, and to the Father. It's the idea of living life together with the Father and the Son. And it's this uh, unity, this relationship that we must cultivate. We can put uh, effort and time into cultivating that relationship, into speaking with uh, the Father and to son into listening to what they have to say, and this too helps us to reflect Jesus more in acts four this is after Jesus had died and ascended into heaven his disciples Peter and John they were preaching the gospel and they just and they uh, had just healed a man, but the Jewish authorities they didn't like that. They didn't like that Peter and John were preaching the gospel, so they, uh, you know, brought them into custody and they were questioning them. And as they were being questioned, Peter and John did not back down. They showed courage. And in uh, it says the Bible says that the Jewish authorities were surprised at Peter and John, how Peter and John responded to the situation. It says they were astonished. And the, the the Jewish authorities took note that these men had been with Jesus. you know some of these Jewish authorities, they may have seen you know Jesus' ministry, they may have seen him preach and teach and how he healed. and then they saw these men, and they saw how they were responding to the situation, how they were speaking, and how they had just healed a man, and they recognized something. there was similarity between the two between Jesus and how Peter and John were now acting. They noted that these men had been with Jesus. You know, sometimes when a couple has been together for a while, you start noticing that they will begin to act like one another, maybe take on some of each other's mannerisms. They may even begin to speak like one another. Some even say that they begin to look like one another. Maybe you know a couple like that. I don't know. And and even with our friends, those that uh, we spend a lot of time with, they say that we are the sum of our closest friends, our five closest friends. I think that's what the saying is. So the people that you keep around you, they will influence you, how you live, how you carry yourself. You might begin to act, live, speak the same way. And if that's the truth, what will happen if you keep company with the Father, Father God, Jesus the Son of God, through the Holy Spirit? What will happen in that case? Like Peter and John, people would note that they had been with Jesus. What will happen? I say you would become like the Father and like Jesus. You would reflect them. You would become a child of God, adopted into the divine family. You know, in life, there might be certain people that you admire, people who have accomplished great things, people who have done things that you would like to do. And, a lot of times we say, like, we, we want to imitate them. We want to, like, how did they get there? What did they do? What process did they follow so that I can follow that same process and maybe be like them? Maybe you've read they, their, their biographies and how they lived, and it's like, man, what can I take from their lives and implement them to my own life? There's people like that, you know, people who have achieved a lot. And if there's, you know, Men and women who are just humans that we want to imitate no and I'm not saying they didn't you know maybe do something extraordinary, but these are just- right, uh ordinary men and women. How much more should we want to imitate Jesus as the Son of God the uh who has been given all authority, who has been given all power, who is full of wisdom and love and life, should we not want to imitate him and reflect him and follow him? And I, you will find that if you make that choice to reflect Jesus and follow in his steps, you will follow him straight into the resurrection, eternal life, righteousness, glory, joy, love, and peace. When we choose to reflect Jesus, those are the things that come into our lives. He is with us. He lives in us. He will guide us through His Spirit. We just have to submit to that process of god conforming us to the image of his son and then just like simba's father was living on through him was in him and simba was reflecting his father so too we will reflect jesus and father god thank you for listening guys let's go ahead and say a prayer Lord, thank you for this word that you have given us. I pray that it will sink into our hearts, something that we remember, something that we will follow uh, or, or implement into our lives, Lord. I pray that everybody listening will make that choice to reflect you, Lord. Because as we reflect you, God, we are blessed through that. Eternal life comes. To us through that. Blessing comes, that love and joy and peace from you comes into our lives through that. And not only that, but we're able to be a blessing to others as well. We can spread that love and joy and peace through others as we reflect you. Jesus, we just thank you. I pray blessings over those who are watching and even those who are not able to watch this Sunday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com give Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.